Hey family, how are you? I pray all is well in the mighty name of Jesus, the Christ, the Son of the living God. How have you been? How is your family? I pray all is well, not just with you, but everyone connected to you. I pray the Spirit of the Lord is hovering over you, hovering over your children, hovering over your spouse, hovering over your parents, hovering over your neighbors, hovering over everything and everyone that means anything to you. I pray that God is releasing and pouring out his peace upon you even now during this time of confusion and turmoil and pain and death. I pray that God release the anointing that breaketh off the hurt and the despair and the loneliness and the oppression that you may be free, free and liberated to lift up your neck, lift up your head, lift up your hands, lift up your voice to the King of glory in the name of Jesus. So family, I want to talk to you a little bit about gatekeeper. So um, I was praying today and going before the Lord and then I just shifted and started praying in the spirit. But even though I'm praying in the spirit, um, I kept saying Nehemiah. And that was odd to me because out of everything that I, I, I don't know what I'm praying in the spirit, only God knows what I'm saying. But I heard in my own language, Nehemiah. So once I finished praying and once I finished going before the Lord, I went to the book of Nehemiah and the Holy Spirit led me to Nehemiah 11. In the book of Nehemiah chapter 11, it's not really talking about, it's talking about the, rec the record of those who volunteered to go back into Jerusalem after the walls was built, rebuilt. Um, many of you, if you may not know, um, Nehemiah um, rebuilt the walls of Jerusalem because they were torn down. So in Nehemiah 11, it talks about those who volunteered to go back to live there once the walls were rebuilt it. So it tells the, you know, the descendants of Judah, the descendants of Benjamin. It talks about some Levites. It talks about priests. And then it talks about gatekeepers and gatekeepers keep watch. They keep watch. They look out. And it said it was 172 men. And I was just, it stuck with me. And I was like, gatekeeper, gatekeeper. So, you know, me, I went and I started doing my search once I get the word, once I read the word, I go and I research and I want to, I want to get more information. So I found this article on gatekeeper that I want to share with you guys and then give you an example of what I believe it really, you know, what we need to do as gatekeepers of the house of God. So gatekeepers are mentioned in scripture. The gatekeepers were an important part of maintaining order in ancient society. Gatekeepers were to guard stationed for protection at various kinds of gate, which could be the city gate, the palace gate, or the temple gate. Ancient cities had high, thick walls around them to keep out wild beasts and invading armies. Heavy gates were set within those walls to allow entrance and exits. A gatekeeper had to be trustworthy and alert for any sign of trouble. A gatekeeper laxed in his duties could bring ruin upon the entire civilization. So the idea of gatekeeping implies alertness and security. 
So David and Samuel appointed 212 gatekeepers for positioning of trust in guarding the temple of the Lord in 1 Chronicles 9.22. And those so appointed rotated through week-long assignments. In verses 26 to 29, it speaks of the four principal gatekeepers who were entrusted with the responsibility for the rooms and treasuries of the house of God. They would spend the night stationed around the house of God because they had to guard it. They had charge of the key for opening it each morning. Some of them were in charge of the articles used in the temple service. They counted them when they were brought in and when they were taken out. Others were assigned to taking care of the furnishing and the other articles of the sanctuary, as well as the flour and the wine and the olive oil, the incense and the spices. Temple gatekeepers were in charge of who went in and who went out. They ensured order and reverence of the house of God. Now, I'm just gonna, this is not even the whole article, but I want to stop right here. I want to go back to where it says that the gatekeeper had to be trustworthy and alert for any signs of trouble. That if a gatekeeper was laxed in his duty, if he got too comfortable, if he got, you know, you know, distracted, it could have brought ruin upon the entire civilization. It would have brought harm to everyone involved. Family, the Holy Spirit was just really, you know, ministering to my spirit of how important it is for me to be the gatekeeper of the house of God. You are the house of God. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit of God. And my brother and my sister, I want to encourage you today to be mindful that you are a gatekeeper. You are a gatekeeper. God has entrusted you to be on alert and to be vigilant that you can see signs of trouble. That you can see signs of trouble. It is very important for you to not get lax, for you to not get comfortable. Right now, what we are going through it as, as a world, as a as a a whole country, the nation, what we are going through right now, we cannot afford to be laxed in our duties as a gatekeeper. Because what I have acknowledged and what I have been experiencing over the past few weeks is the attack. That is on the body of Christ. There is an attack that has been truly launched out on the sons and daughters of God. And we have to be vigilant and we have to be watchful and we have to understand that we are gatekeepers of the house of God. So many people think when you think of the house of God, you think of that building that we would go every Sunday to worship God. But that is not the house of God. That is just a sanctuary. You are the house of God. And I want to encourage you because sometimes the enemy get us so caught up in going to a place and saying, I'm going to the house of God. I remember saying that myself, but I had to be reminded, no, I'm the house of God. I'm the temple of the Holy Spirit. And to have that mindset to say, I have to protect the house of God. I have to protect and I have to be on watch and I have to guard so nothing can Nothing can come in 
and nothing can invade to bring harm to me and everything around me. So when I was, I was, I was, I was really in awe today because I was like, wow, because I know the attack that I have been going through and I, I, I can even acknowledge and say that I, I wasn't a good gatekeeper. I wasn't a good gatekeeper. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I love that. The Bible says, confess one to another that you may be healed. I know that the Holy Spirit wanted me to, you know, really go in and recognize who you know you are a gatekeeper and and sometimes we can forget we can forget we are so we're so dependent on God sometimes and yes he will raise that standard in the spirit and he will keep the enemy from touching you as but what so much the enemy can do to you but there is a responsibility on your end that you have to be watchful that you have to be vigilant that you you have to be okay on the wall paying attention watching and being on guard for trouble coming your way for wild beasts coming your way for invaders coming your way from gossipers coming your way for you know people trying to come in to manipulate you and you know to have you doing what they want you to do you have to be on guard you have to be a gatekeeper because God has entrusted you God has entrusted you and if you have not recognized it by now that there is an attack on the God in you I'm going to say that again. There is an attack of the God in you. And many of us are experiencing things and we're feeling the persecution and we're feeling the, the judgment and we're feeling the hate and we're feeling the, the rejection and the neglection and we're taking it personally and we're thinking that the attack is on us, but the attack is on the house of God. The attack is on the house of God. The attack is on the presence of God in your life. Family, it, it, it was like when the Holy Spirit had me go to this, it just... I almost did a holy dance and started shouting because he was definitely speaking to me. And I was like, Lord, I I have not been a good gatekeeper. I've been, you know, not watching guard. I've been just letting stuff in and invading. And, and, and it's, it's the enemy is so cunning. The enemy is so cunning family. What does the Bible say? He masquerade as light. He masquerade as light. And if you get a little laxed, if you get too comfortable, if you get a little distracted, guess what happens? It can bring ruin and it can cause problems to you and those that are around you family. So I just wanted to come on today and encourage my brothers and sisters that maybe you are in a, you, 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 maybe you have fallen short and maybe you have fallen relax and and you have allowed something to invade you have you have allowed something to infiltrate and come in and to attack the God in you that's bringing you to depression that's bringing you to oppression that's bringing you to anger that's bringing you to isolation that's bringing you to fear something we allow because we didn't stand God at the gate we didn't stand God in our confession we didn't stand God and stay in prayer we didn't stand God while connecting one to another because iron sharpens 
iron. We didn't stand guard and somehow we allowed someone to invade, something to infiltrate, whether that was, you know, a song, whether that was, you know, um, a, a movie, whether that was a person, the people you're hanging around, a decision that you made, something has invaded and entered in behind the wall. And we allowed it because in ignorance or being distracted, we got laxed in our duties as a gatekeeper. Mm. Hallelujah. Family, 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 family. So I'm gonna continue on. I just had to, I had to go there because it was, it's, it's, it's real. It is real. Like we can't sugarcoat it. We can't play games there. There's an attack after an attack after an attack. And if you're not mindful and if we're, we're not paying attention and if we're distracted, there are things that are invading. And sometimes when it invades, it, it doesn't, it doesn't happen right away. It doesn't happen right away. You don't see the results right away. You don't see the anger right away. You don't see the depression right away. You don't see that you are not praying the way you used to pray right away. You don't see that you're not reading the Bible like you used to read the Bible right away. You don't see that you're not connecting with your brothers and sisters right away. But as time go on and as you continuously engage in what you're doing before you know, you find yourself away from God, away from the people of God away from what you used to do because you have letting something distract you you have let something invade you have letting something come in behind the wall and I want to encourage you family that it is okay that once you recognize that wait a minute I have letting something come behind the wall I have letting something come into the gate it is okay you confess that thing before God and you begin to repent before God and then you begin to stand firm as a gatekeeper of the house of God. I am the house of God and I am going to protect the God in me. I am going to protect the God in me. I am going to stand and stand firm on the rock that's higher than I. I'm going to stand firm and I'm not going to let anyone infiltrate or invade my space that would pollute, that would pull me away, that will distract me from the presence of God. This is the scheme of the enemy. This is the scheme of the enemy to get behind the wall, to get behind the gate. What happens when the enemy, when the enemy get behind the wall, they destroy it. They bring it to ruin. They pull you down. Then you begin to operate outside of your character. You begin to miss the mark. You begin to begin to sin and go outside of your nature. Why? Because something invaded and they are slowly breaking down the wall that has been built up by God to protect you, to protect the God in you. Jesus. Mm, 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 mm. So we're going to go back to this article and it says in a book of Ezra, in the book of Ezra, it records that a hundred, uh, that 139 gatekeepers made the trip from Babylon to Jerusalem. And Nehemiah, when Nehemiah had furnished and rebuilt the walls around the city of Jerusalem, gatekeepers were some of the first position he appointed. Did you hear that? When he rebuilded the wall, gatekeepers, watchmen, people on guard, people vigilant, they was the first 
position that was appointed. This is significant because before a city can conduct business, it must be protected from outside invaders. The Lord house requires gatekeepers. Before God business can be conducted properly, only the prescribed priests and other designator servants can be allowed through the gate. You know you a priest today, family? You know you a priest? This is what it says. Only, only the priests and, and, and designated servants can go into the gate. They are allowed to go through the gate. You are a priest according to 1 Peter 2, 9. You are a royal priesthood, a chosen generation, a peculiar people. You are a priest, family. You are a priest. So you, you are responsible. You have permission. You have the ability to go in the gate, to stand guard at the gate. God has given clear commands about the temple's business. Gatekeepers are holy business. They are about holy business and their position are considered sacred. Mm. Gatekeepers were part of the holy business of God and their position is considered sacred. That it is sacred to God when you make up your mind that you're going to be a gatekeeper for the God that is in you. That is sacred. That is sacred, family. That God says you, you are adamant, you are fervent, that you, you are intentional about protecting the God in you. You are intentional about protecting the house of God. We can easily see the parallel for our own lives, our consciousness, the fear of the Lord and the Holy Spirit are gatekeepers for our hearts. Though the fear of the Lord, through the fear of the Lord, evil is avoided. Proverbs 16, 6. The Spirit desires our sanctification, giving us the power to repel sin. When temptation comes knocking at our gate, the Holy Spirit nudges our scripture-informed conscience. This is very key. It says, when temptation comes knocking at your gate, the Holy Spirit nudges our scripture-informed, meaning there was something you read, something to be brought back to your remembrance. And this is key. You need to read the word of God so that when temptation come, the Holy Spirit has something to nudge you with. Hallelujah. You need the word in you. You need something to combat what the enemy is trying to do. And if you don't have enough word in you, if you don't have a word pertaining to the situation that the enemy is trying to bring into your life, how can the Holy Spirit nudge you with information and say, hey, 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 the word says this. The word says that. Hey, 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 hey. That's what a nudge does. It stops you from doing something that you shouldn't be doing. But if you don't have the word in you, how can the Holy Spirit nudge you? It says the Holy Spirit nudges our Scripture informed conscious. That's dangerous. Don't do this. Don't go there. The divine gatekeeper acts on our behalf to keep 
invaders for destroying us. Jesus, Jesus. When we ignore our gatekeeper, we put ourselves and those we love in jeopardy. But when we walk in godly fear and heed the warnings of the word of God and the Holy Spirit, we are safe and our hearts and our lives are protected from Satan invasive schemes. So we have the Lord is our gatekeeper. The Holy Spirit is our gatekeeper. And then we in turn have to act as a gatekeeper. Hallelujah. I'm going to say that one more again. The Lord is our gatekeeper. The Holy Ghost is our gatekeeper. And then we in turn have to be a gatekeeper of the house of God, of the temple of God. Because we got to recognize that there are many gates. There are many gates, family. You got your eye gate. You got your ear gate. You got your mouth gate. You got your nose gate and you got your field gate. These are our five senses. God has given us these senses, but these are gates in which the enemy tries to infiltrate, try to invade. And if we're not on guard and if we're not paying attention to these gates and what, and one of the things that, uh, uh, when you read the word of God, when you go to Nehemiah or you go, you know, to first chronicles and second chronicles and judges and joshua and begin to read about the gatekeepers they are on the north the south and the east and the west wing they are surrounding the entire the entire um building or palace or whatever that they're guarding and you have to recognize that you have to pay attention you got to be very attentive to the north the south and the east and the west of your temple you are the temple of the Holy Spirit of God. If you're just paying attention to one area, the enemy can come in in the other area. If you're just paying attention to what you're looking at and not paying attention, the enemy could come in your ear gate or the enemy can come with your touch gate. We have to be vigilant. We have to pay attention. We have to be on guard of what we watch and what we listen to and who we around and what we do. We have to be on guard because the enemy is roaming around seeking whom he can destroy. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And you, as a gatekeeper, you, that God has given you this, this duty, this duty as a servant of God to guard the God in you. Because Jesus is guarding you. He's your gatekeeper. The Holy Ghost is your gatekeeper. But what I love about God. That he is a God of partnership. That just as he is guarding me. I need to guard the God. Uh, the God in me. I need to guard him. I need to make sure that nothing. And no one can infiltrate. And mess with my relationship with Jesus. I need to make sure. That nothing I'm doing. Is going to distract me. And push me out of fellowship with Jesus. The same way that God has raised the standard. In the spirit that the enemy. Cannot come in and infiltrate. And invade you. We have to make sure. That we're doing what we need to do. That the enemy don't come in. And invade the God in us. And we have to, and this is what a relationship does. This is what this partnership do. Because we are gatekeepers. We are gatekeepers. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And, and one of the things that it said that can help us in guarding our gate to be, to be having a fear of the Lord, that reverence for God. 
that reverence for God by mercy and truth. Iniquity is purged by the fear of the Lord and men depart from sin. Men depart from evil. That when you have that reverence for God and you have that fear, that reverence, it's not a fear like, oh no, I'm scared. It's that I've, I've reverenced God. I revere him. I, I love him. It's a different type of fear. But when you have that, you're on guard. You're on watch. You want to protect. You want to protect him in you. You want to protect that relationship that you are building with him. You want to protect that. You want to protect your mind. You, for the, the Bible says that we have the mind of Christ. So we have to be a guard. We have to be a gatekeeper of our mind so that we can keep the mind of Christ and not have the mind of the world. We have to be a gatekeeper of our mind. We have to be a gatekeeper of our heart. The Bible says guard your heart. That's a gatekeeper. Guard your heart. For the issues of life flow, flow through it. We have to be a gatekeeper of our heart. What we let in. Who we let in. What we let out. We have to be mindful. We have to be guard. We have to be on guard. And, and, and it's so easy to get distracted. Because sometimes we, we let our guard down. And we think it's okay. And we, we think you know. This my friend or this my family member or this is my my brother, my sister or whatever the situation, whatever the dynamic and you get comfortable and the enemy looks for us to get comfortable. It, it, it looks for us to get lax. The enemy is not going to really attack, uh, 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 attack someone who is on guard, who's standing firm with his armor on. He has his belt of truth and his breastplate of righteousness, his shield of faith, his helmet of salvation. He's not going to attack because I know I'm not going to win because you're on guard. You're looking for me. You're looking. The Bible says be wise as serpents and harmless as doves to be vigilant, be watchful. When you're watching for the enemy, it's going to be kind of hard for him to infiltrate and invade because you're looking for him. You're anticipating. You're anticipating. I know I'm a child of God. I'm anticipating an attack. I'm going to anticipate it. And when you anticipate that the enemy is going to come some way, somehow, and you're on guard, guarding your ears, guarding your eyes, guarding your mouth, Guarding your heart, guarding your mind. You can stand. But when you get comfortable and you're not on guard and you think it's just all roses and rainbows, he's roaming around seeking whom he can devour. He gets you distracted. He gets you, you know, gets you comfortable. And now you, you, you lax and you leaning back. You thinking everything's okay. Jesus got this. And all of a sudden you're under attack. All of a sudden you in your feelings. All of a sudden you're depressed. All of a sudden you're oppressed. All of a sudden you want to isolate yourself. You don't want to be around nobody. All of a sudden. It's not all of a sudden. The truth is your gate was open. Hallelujah. And the enemy invaded. And like I said before, it doesn't happen right away. You don't know. You don't know when he came in. Hallelujah. You don't know when he came in. You don't know. But maybe a week from now, 
a month from now, a few months from now. And all of a sudden you see a shift. All of a sudden you see a change in yourself and a change in your attitude and a change in your mood and a change in your spirit. You're not as joyful. You're not as playful. You're not as, where did this change come from? It didn't just happen overnight. You wasn't on guard and the enemy infiltrated. So brother and sister, I want to encourage you today to be on guard, to be the watchman at the gate, to stand and protect the God in you. And I know we're we're really in this time and and there's so much going on and it's easy to get distracted. But like I said, we, we we can't afford it. We can't afford to get lax in our duties as servants unto God. We, we cannot afford to be lax and get comfortable and let the enemy infiltrate and get in the gate and begin to destroy what God has done. The Bible says that God is able to finish what he started in you. And you don't want to be delayed. You don't want to be pushed back because the enemy has come in and the enemy has invaded and caused you to fall back and caused you to draw back and caused you to give up. Because you wasn't on guard. You're a gatekeeper. You are a gatekeeper. You are a gatekeeper. I'm a gatekeeper. And we have to be honest with ourselves and begin to be, you know, be accountable and say, Lord, I I didn't guard the gate. I didn't guard the gate. And the enemy came in and he's trying to kill, steal and destroy. But as I confess. And as I repent, Father, give me the wisdom. Give me the discernment. Begin to show me how he came in. Begin to show me what the enemy, who he used and what he used to infiltrate, to get in, to break down my defenses. To cause me to be out of sync. To cause me to be distracted. To cause me to be dismayed. Open the eyes of my understanding. Because we need our eyes open, family. We need our eyes open like never before. I am not just telling you this as a minister of God. I am telling you this as a, as a woman of, of God that is going through, that is going through. I am going through. And I can get just as distracted I could get just as pulled off track. I could get just as offended. I could be in my feelings. It, 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 I'm not exempt. I'm not exempt. So I'm sharing this from my heart. I'm sharing this from a place of not being on guard and allowing, you know, things to come in. And then, like I said, weeks and months go by and all of a sudden there's a shift and you're trying to figure it out like wait why why is this happening why am I feeling this why am I feeling that because I wasn't on guard I wasn't a good gatekeeper and I had to go before the Lord and I said Lord thank you Thank you. Thank you, Lord, for pointing this out. Because like I said, I was just praying. And that's why I love the Bible. I love the word of God. The Bible says the Holy Spirit knows what we need. He groans. He groans for us. I love the Bible says um, to, to edify yourself by praying in the Holy Ghost. That when you pray in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit begins to pray for what you really need and pray for what it is that God wants to do in your life. You don't know the Bible. 
I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm so excited. I'm so blessed. I'm so humbled right now. Let me, let me slow down. <laughs> let me slow down. Whew. The Holy Spirit is your helper on so many levels. And one thing about praying in the spirit is that the Holy Spirit intercedes for you. As I had mentioned earlier, I was praying in the spirit, but I kept saying Nehemiah, kept saying Nehemiah. So that got my attention, even though I'm praying in the spirit, I have no idea what, you know, what the Holy Spirit is saying unto the father. I'm just praying in the spirit. And all I understand is Nehemiah. Nehemiah, Nehemiah. So I go to Nehemiah. I'm led to Nehemiah 11 to see about what's going on. And I come across gatekeepers. And it was like, whoa, God knows what you need when you need it. God, he wants us to be aware. He wants us to be knowledgeable. He said, my people are dying and destroyed for a lack of knowledge. God does not want us to be destroyed. God does not want us to be walking in ignorance, but we have to leave room for the Holy Spirit to intercede for us and give us that knowledge that we need. Like I said, I was in prayer. Being in prayer caused me to pray in the spirit. Praying in the spirit caused the word Nehemiah to come out my mouth. Ne praying Nehemiah caused me to go read Nehemiah and reading Nehemiah brought me to this revelation of gatekeeping and and what I did not do that put me in a position that I was in. God is a helper. He is a present help if you let him. So I pray even now that as you listen to me, that you begin to go before the Lord. And if you have yet to receive your prayer language, family, I urge you, I beckon you to go before God and ask him. He, he will. God is faithful. The Bible says, us being evil know how to give good gifts to our children. How much more will God give us the Holy Ghost to him that asks? If you ask God, if you ask him for the Holy Spirit, if you ask him to fill you with his Holy Spirit, if you ask him for the gift of praying in tongues, if you ask him, he will give it to you as a good father. As a good father, you need the Holy Spirit of God. You need him. You need the Holy Ghost. And God wants to fill you with his spirit. God wants to fill you overflow with the spirit of God. So if you do not have your prayer language, I pray, I pray for you to be filled with the Holy Spirit of God. I pray that an anointing fall on you now that you begin to speak and utter with the voices of angels, that you begin to pray in the spirit because it edifies you. It edifies you and, the, and it gives the Holy Spirit time to pray and intercede for you. Oh, I am so blessed. I am so blessed. I am so blessed with a revelation and understanding because when you don't understand something, it, it, it bothers you more. It's something about understanding it that brings healing, that brings healing and clarity. So family, I am so blessed and I'm so grateful today. And I pray, I truly pray that this has been a blessing to you and that you acknowledge that you are a gatekeeper, that you acknowledge that you are a priest unto God, that you are a priest unto God. You are priests after the order of Christ, as Jesus is under the order of Melchizedek. You are a priest and you are able to stand guard at the gate. You are able to stand as the, the watchman for the temple of God. You are the temple of God. 
And you have to be mindful that you, along with our Lord and Savior, along with the Holy Spirit, you are a gatekeeper. And we have to be vigilant. We have to be watchful. We have to be prayerful. That we can see the enemy when he's coming. That he don't just invade. That he don't come in and destroy and break you down. Like the walls of Jericho kept came falling down. You don't want your walls to come down. You don't want what God has been building in your life to come down. You don't want your peace to come falling down. You don't want your joy to come falling down. You don't want the gifts that God has given you to come falling down because you let the enemy invade and begin to break down the walls of your peace and the walls of your joy and the walls of your sanity. You have to protect it. You have to be on guard. You have to be watchful. And I pray, I pray in the name of Jesus that even now the spirit of God is moving in your life, moving in your room, moving wherever you are. I pray that he's resting on you right now, giving you that aha, giving you the answers that you might have been praying for. To say, this is what I'm going through. Or this is what I need to do. Go before the Lord. Confess your sin before God. Repent. And begin to stand on guard and protect the God in you. Only you know what gate the enemy entered in. Only you know the gate. Like I told you, south, north, south, east, west. They stood at those gates. Only you know where the enemy entered. And maybe you don't know where he entered. But you know something isn't right. You know you're not yourself so you go before the the Lord and you begin to pray ask the Lord to open your eyes ask the Lord how the enemy invaded how he infiltrated and begin to begin to confess your sin before God that you may be healed and then begin to cry out that the Lord begin to give you the eyes to open the eyes of your understanding to give you the discernment, that's key, discernment, heighten your discernment so you can pay attention to what gate the enemy is trying to get in. Because the enemy doesn't do nothing really different. He knows where you're, you're, where you're most vulnerable. He knows the gate he could always get in. You may, like I said, we sometimes we're so focused on one thing that we're not paying attention to something else. And if the enemy knows that he's going to use that entry, but you got to pay attention to everything because he's looking for ways. He, what the Bible says, he's looking around, roaming around, looking for what gate he can enter to destroy, to kill, to steal. So we need to pray for the Lord to heighten our discernment that we can see, wait, this is, I see what you're trying to do. You tried this before. Because he don't do nothing new. He don't do nothing new. Same old devil. And like I, I mentioned in, um, I, I don't remember the title, but he learns from our mistakes even when we don't. 
And that's how we remain in cycles. So he's going to come in the same way he's always tried to come in. But we have to be on guard and we have to protect the gate so he does not invade. So family, I pray you are blessed. I pray you go before the Lord. I pray that you ask him to open your eyes. I pray that the spirit of God rest upon you and fill you overflow. Fill you with revelation. Fill you with truth and understanding that you will begin to declare and decree the word of the Lord over your life and begin to walk in victory because you are victorious in spite of what happened, in spite of the enemy being able to infiltrate. I tell you the truth. You are victorious in the name of Jesus Christ. You are more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. You are not defeated. You are victorious. You stand in victory. You stand in victory. So no matter what has happened, no matter what has been done, no matter what has been said, you can just go before the Lord, confess your sin, repent, and be made new. We serve a God of new. We serve a God of forgiveness. We serve a God of a second chance. So we just have to go before the Lord in humility at the feet of Christ and begin to acknowledge I didn't stand guard at the gate. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you today. We thank you for clarity and understanding. Father, we thank you for your love, your steadfast love that is unshakable and unremovable. Father, we thank you that nor death, nor height, nor principalities, nor powers, nothing past, nothing present, that nothing can separate us from your love. Father, in the name of Jesus the Christ, I thank you as you're breathing on my brothers and sisters even now. All those that are listening to the sound of my voice, Father, I thank you for the sweet anointing that is resting upon them now. As you begin to breathe fresh wind into their nostrils, oh God, I thank you for restoration. I thank you, oh God, as you begin to regulate, as you begin to heal, as you begin to move in their lives. Father, I thank you as you begin to give them fresh revelation, oh God, of their circumstances and their situation. Father, I thank you as you begin to open blind eyes and cause them to see, oh God, the tactics in this schemes of the enemy. Father, I thank you even now, O God, as angels are on assignment to war against every principality and power that are warring against the body of Christ. Father, I thank you for the standard that is being set in the spirit for my brothers and sisters, O God. Father, I thank you, O God, for your strength being made perfect in the midst of our weakness, O God. Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus as you begin to move, as you begin to regulate, as you begin to shake, O God, the very foundation of the enemy's camp, O God. For we stand in victory in Christ Jesus. Father, I thank you, O God, as we stand, O God, with your truth, the truth of your word, O God, as we have reverence and godly fear, O God, that we will begin to do as you have called us to do and stand on God as you have called us to stand. Father, we thank you for standing power. We thank you for staying power, O God. We thank you, O God, that we withstand and endure, O God, for every trial and every situation and every storm, O God, that we withstand, O God, and we go through 
through, oh God, in the name of Jesus, as we trust thy word, that you are able to finish the work that you started in us, oh God. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, oh God, as you begin to give your spirit, oh God, to those who have not, oh God, those who cry out for your spirit, oh God, begin to pour out, oh God, you said in Joel that you will pour out your spirit and we will dream dreams and we will prophesy, oh God, for your word shall not return unto you void, oh God. So we thank you for your spirit resting upon my brothers and sisters, oh God, that you will give them utterance, oh God, of tongues, that they may be edified in the spirit, oh God. We thank you for your promises, which are yea and amen. So as we pray for your spirit to rest on them and to move in their lives, Father, we glorify you and we honor you for being a good father who will give us your sweet spirit as we ask and believe in faith. We glorify you. We honor you in your holy name. We pray. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And amen. Family, I love you. And I pray that this has encouraged you. I pray that this has helped you. I pray it causes you to go before the Lord and and be vigilant and, and be watchful and know I am a priest. I am a priest and I am a gatekeeper of the house of God. And I am going to do my duties. I'm not going to get comfortable and I'm not going to get lax in my duties. I'm on, I'm on the clock. I'm on my spiritual clock. I'm on the kingdom's clock. You may not be working. You, you may be home or working for home. But I tell you, you are on the kingdom's clock. And you cannot be lax. You cannot be lax. You have to stand guard and protect the God in you. I love you until I talk to you again. Be blessed.